All right, we got a lot going on this week. Not so much individual stories, but more like the supply chain issues. So here's what's going on. And there's no one right answer for this supply chain nonsense. What it comes down to is that there's a bottleneck at the ports. Why is there a bottleneck at the ports? We keep hearing about a truck driver shortage. I'm not so sure about that because everywhere I go, there's no parking, rest areas, truck stops, things like that. So in my world, nothing's really changed. I haven't seen that much. Difference. Yeah, the patterns are all the same. So what have I seen? All right, you got AB5, you know, the rules out there in California at the ports. Yeah, that thing where, you know, the trucks have to be 2011 or newer. You know, and then you got the thing where they're going to, you know, by 2035, they can't buy, you know, it has to be alternate, yeah, like electric trucks and hydrogen, things like that. So you're not seeing too many people buying new trucks out there. That, that's part of it, I'm sure. Uh, could it be part of Could it be fact that the ports out there are owned by the Chinese? Uh, I don't know, maybe. But then part of me is like, nah, they could really mess with us. I thought it was a bad idea when we sold them the ports back in 2019. But then it also could be they want to get the stuff off too so we could buy it because it's their whole economy is based on us. So I don't know. But I don't think it's the drivers. I think the drivers want to do their part of the thing and they've always done their part. So is it one thing? No, it's a lot of little things. It's all coming together and they got to figure it out and hopefully they will. So that's all I got to say about that. So there is no driver shortage. Not really. Maybe in some areas or for some companies that don't want to pay very well, there's a driver shortage, but for the most part, I don't think there is at least, you know, not for me. We're still moving stuff. If you think there's a driver shortage, go to the nearest interstate and stand there for five minutes and count how many trucks are go flying by. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of us out here. So that being said, what about this week? Last week was pretty good. Let's talk about last week. Last week was pretty good. Not too much bad weather. It was a little rain. Not too big a deal. Uh, got held up in a few places. Yeah, all's good. Now, when I get to St. Paul, they hold me up for a couple hours. So I'm going to sit there, and I'm probably going to redo my... Ooh, I better get a glass of water. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm starting to, I had to clear my throat. So anyway, when I get to St. Paul, I'll sit there for a couple hours. So I plan on taking my chains off, reinspecting them, and putting them back on. I didn't use them all last year, so that'll be a lot easier to check them out and make sure there's no damage over the year and any issues. I don't think there will be, but... I don't want to find out on the side of a hill. You know, going up a mountain, trying to put them on, it'll be a nightmare. So I like to be prepared because, well, it sucks. Boots. What's going on with boots? I was recommending the Wolverines, but I got a hole in my sole of the boot. So I only had them about a year. I really like them. They're comfortable. They're great. They're fantastic. And it's probably just that model. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I've been in some rough areas. So I think I'm going to switch over to the to the Red Wings. Never had a pair of Red Wings before. They're kind of expensive. But I like the fact they're resolable. And I wanted to break them in again. Well, breaking a new sole, but that's about it. I don't want to constantly be breaking in shoes all the time. And I want waterproof boots. 
So I think I'm going to switch over to Red Wings. I'll let you know how that works out. Boots are important. You want comfortable boots while you're driving. And you also want to stay waterproof. So that's why I'm going there. and Heard a lot of good things about it. So it'll be worth it. So anyway, that's all I got for the week. Hopefully the weather, which I looked at, should be fine. It'll rain a little bit on the way to work tonight. Other than that, it should be no big deal. I'm not excited about going to work. I mean, you know what? I'm never excited about going to work. Maybe it's because I'm there for four days. But that's not as bad as many drivers. Many drivers are out two weeks at a time. I used to do that two, three weeks at a time. I don't do that anymore. It's just not my thing. So there's going to be some more videos up on the YouTube channel. You know, TWK, Trucking with Kingfish on YouTube. If you're from another country, especially, check them out. See how we do things here. <laughs> oh, excuse me. See what we got. See what, uh, you know, see what our roads look like. I got the dash cam running. So, and if anybody's got any dash cam footage, anything exciting, you know, I'll put it up on the YouTube channel. If you think it's worth putting up, it's, uh, and that's at TWK, Trucking with Kingfish. On, on, uh, or what is it? No, it's a uh, uh, Kingfish Cafe at gmail.com. If anybody needs to call in, it's 414 666 1926. That's 414 666 1926. Call and tell me where I messed up or tell me where I did good, uh, especially if I messed up because I don't want to give out false information. It's a big industry we have, and I only do a small part of it. So if I'm wrong about some things, please let me know. Hopefully, now the winter's here, I got some plans for next year. I get the, you know, the TW, the YouTube channels more. It's all, well, both of these are all transportation. So I got to find other avenues of transportation. So it'll be interesting. You know, it's just different stuff I find in what we do. It's all about the movement of freight, right? We're the people that keep, and we don't grow the food, but we move the food, you know, we keep everything we keep everything going. We're the logistics. We're the backbone of the country. Any country. Every country. Without drivers, you know, every everybody would fall apart. So it's just the way it is. So anyway, that being said, let's get on with the show. <laughs> Keeping that hammer down all across the nation Checking cities off his list Sharing stories of the road right here on his station You are listening to the Kingfish Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right. What it comes down to is today's day and age, these lawsuits are getting out of hand. Now, over in Ohio, off the 71, picture this. Back in 2017, a man came to a stop in a right lane. Doesn't say what time of day it is. I'm assuming it was at night, but who knows. So came to a stop in the right lane in his for in his car. All right. He turned off his his lights. 
turned off all his lights. Okay. The man had a suspended driver's license because of repeated DUI offenses. That's why I'm thinking it was at night. And a toxology report noted that his blood alcohol content was more than three times the legal limit. Yeah, three times. Three times the legal limit. All right? So, that being said, you, you know, you, you hear that you see the problem with this, right? You know, car, stopped in right lane, three times the, drug, the alcohol limit, multiple DUI offenses, turned off his lights. Okay, this is all bad things, right? Well, guess what? His family's suing. His family's suing a trucking company. Why are they doing it? Because the truck came down that road, and I don't know if it was a straightaway or a curve or what, but the driver, this man, his name was Kendall, Matthew Crendel, Crendel, carrying and deal. Unfortunately, he passed away because he got rear-ended. So this 18-wheeler who drives for Intermark Transport, you know, he's cruising down a road. He doesn't see this guy, probably because his lights were off. And he stopped in the right lane, which I don't think anybody expected. It was probably at night, like I said. I'm just, I don't know that for sure. I'm just guessing. Yeah, it just, uh, just seems like that would be the way it was. There's the drinking and the not seeing, you know. And uh, the driver for Intermark, he uh, rear-ends this guy. So, he's, you know, this is four years ago. So the family... They take it to court, and they're trying to sue the trucking company, of course, for wrongful death and all that. Which, you know, I don't know. It seems to me like, they, they, you know, this guy, this criminal guy should be the one being sued. He's the one who started all this. He's the one who created the problem. He's the one who was the hazard. He's the one who was drinking and driving. I would have been embarrassed. I don't, I don't think I would have went to a lawsuit for something like this. But, you know, to, I don't know. For some reason, I guess they felt that the... Their guy was wrong for being drunk on a highway and stopping in the middle of the inter, in the, in interstate. And, you know, I mean, who wouldn't think that, right? Come on. So, anyway, trucking company's getting sued. And they argued, the family argued, family's lawyers argued, that because the truck driver is a professional, they only call you a professional when you're, you know, they want to get something from you or you, or they want to screw you. Uh, should be held to a higher standard. Well, what, what higher standard? The driver wasn't drinking. The driver was doing what he was supposed to do. It doesn't say anything about his logs being out of date or anything. The driver wasn't doing anything wrong. So what higher standard are they talking about? You know, so the court ruled that the CDL does not set a higher standard for drivers over motorist so the court rejected the argument ruling that cdl manuals do not carry the force of law and to do so would illogically place some portion of the responsibility for every accident on a commercial driver simply because he or she has been instructed to be a defensive driver so how crazy is that now the Crandall estate argued that the estate argued that the, what it sounds more like a trailer park kind of guy, but I mean, I hate to talk to people who have passed, but 
It's like, come on, give me a break. The Crandall estate argued that the CDL manual advises commercial drivers to have a plan to take evasive measures when confronted with a hazard and to use the right shoulder if necessary to avoid collision. And then it said an expert for the plaintiff said that the Petrosi was negligent for failing to comply with these portions of the CDL manual. Oh. That's amazing. So basically they want to, you know, their, their argument was is that, you know, even though our guy was in a right lane, drunk, multiple DUIs, had his lights off, stopped in the interstate, that it's the driver's fault because he should have known better. That driver should have known that there was a drunk in a right lane. That driver should have known that this idiot was going to be stopped on a right, in the right lane and that he was going to be drunk, and the driver should have known he was going to turn his lights off. I don't understand how they think that you know, the driver should have known that. So that part of the, the, the court you know, was thrown out. And uh, the court also noted there is no case law in Ohio that imposes. Okay, that there's no case law in Ohio that imposes a heightened duty of care for CDL drivers. All right. Intermark had requested the case be dismissed, but the court denied the motion. A trial has not been set. Wow. Personally, myself... You know, I hate to hear about anybody's death. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Uh, we don't want to run across that on the highways. But this guy led to his own, he created his own problem. And I I don't understand why the family would be suing. It seems to me like, you know, if they get something out of this, it just doesn't seem right to me. You know, because uh, the driver's just trying to do his job, deliver the freight. So that's my take on it. Could there be more to this that we don't know? Yeah, there could be. And if anybody has anything on this, call me, 414-666-1926. That's 414-666-1926. Let's talk about it. You can change my opinion why this driver should be held accountable for this drunk driver stopping on the road, turning his lights off, parking on an interstate. Why it's the truck driver's fault. I like to hear it. All right, maybe there's something we don't know. We can only go by these news reports. All right, let's get moving on. Oh, you think we got it bad here? We're in Iran. Iran's Roads and Transportation Agency has banned Iranian trucks from traveling to Nagorno-Karabakh, controlled by the Armenians to avoid Azerbaijan protest. Yeah, I probably butchered some of those words there. Apparently, in September, tensions flared up between Iran and the Republic of Azerbaijan after Baku arrested two Iranian truck drivers, accusing them of going to Garno-Karabakh that lies within its international borders. Well, once the drivers got you know, arrested, the tensions led to military drills on each side and political mudslinging. So if you think we're having problems here, yeah, it could be worse somewhere else. Um, if anybody knows more about this or actually... More details, give me a call. 414-666-1926. Obviously, I'm not familiar with the area, and I don't know the insight into it, so I'd love to hear it. All right, we'll have you on the show. Let's get moving on. All right, here's something that's really cool. I think this is amazing. All right, now, 
later this year. Uh, supposedly, what's the date? December 18th. This is supposed to take off December 18th. Now, this is amazing. Apparently, the, the Hubble telescope is going to be replaced. And the thing that's going to replace it is being hauled by Summers Transportation out of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It's it's just amazing. This thing, they've been hauling this thing around, getting it ready for launch, and the, the $10 billion worth of this stuff. Oh, imagine that load, huh? I bet you didn't tailgate anybody on that one. Oh, how exciting. So, it's uh, the overweight, oversized hauling expert has been running pieces of the Webb telescope all over the country. Get it ready, all right? It's, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait to hear about this one. Oh, just amazing. You know, and the images that they're going to get from this Webb telescope are going to be phenomenal. So, Summer's Trucking out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. My hat's off to you. That's awesome. I can't wait to, to see the efforts of your labors. You know, to know that it was a trucking company that started it all and delivered all that freight, you know, to get, to get those images for us. But of course it was. It's just nice to hear that stuff. Yeah, I mean, this thing is going to be, I don't know, it's going to be phenomenal. Just phenomenal. So it's nice to hear something nice in our industry for once. So if anybody from Summers knows anything about this, wants to give me a call, by all means do so. I'd love to hear from you. I think that would be awesome. All right, let's get moving on. Well, if you're going through Pennsylvania, there's a new 13-mile section of the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and it's now open. And it is the 13-mile south, south, southern beltway between U.S. Route 22 and 70, I-79 connects to the existing 6-mile beltway section known as the Finley Connector. The new southern beltway leads to the I-79 and to the Allegheny-Washington County line. Officials say that the southern beltway is expected to ease traffic congestion, on Parkway West, I-79, and State Route 50. The $800 million Southern Beltway project has been in development since 1985, with work starting on a project in 2014. Wow, $800 million. And of course, don't worry, they got the toll boost up right away. It was the first thing they put up. I don't have the cost for that, so you'll have to look it up. All right, let's get moving on. All right, earlier this year in Georgia, of course, the final wave safe drive for 2021 took place October 5th, 6th, and 7th. All right. During the three-day campaign, officers monitored uh, commercial motor vehicle traffic for aggressive driving, speeding, falling too closely, failing to wear seatbelts, distracted driving, and driving under the influence. These efforts to help ensure commercial motor vehicle drivers follow federal and state regulations. Blah, 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 blah. All right. So... Let's see. Officers conducted a total of 682 commercial motor vehicles inspections and issued a total of 329 traffic citations. Additionally, 81 drivers and 58 commercial motor vehicles were placed out of service for various violations. So, it doesn't say what the violation breakdown is. So, just, you know, I don't know. This probably breaks, things like that, tires. Tires are always a big hit. Brakes, lights, and tires, BLT, are always the big easy hits. All right, next story. Colorado Trucking Company director says this winter may see more inexperienced drivers on a road than a typical year. 
Yeah, I, I would probably say that's probably going to be right. But there's plenty of drivers out there. And then, of course, another group says, want to fix the supply chain problem? Start with paying drivers fairly. Well, I don't think that has anything to do with it, but I'll take more money, that's for sure. All right, let's get moving on. Well, get back to the supply chain issue. What a nightmare. You know, I was just thinking maybe it might have been better if we would have picked a transportation secretary that actually had some experience with transportation. Pete Budelish, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about him, but he's a mayor of some small town in Indiana. Indiana. I don't even know what town. All I know is he's not a transportation guy. What they need to do is get somebody in there who actually understands transportation. Maybe that would be a good start. Just saying. Of course, I was against somebody who isn't from the transportation field being put in charge of that department from day one, but hey, what do I know, right? So anyway, the towns around the ports in L.A., they're, they're unloading these things like crazy, and they get these empty containers, and they're all over the streets, and they're blocking people from getting out of their driveways, and it's just turning into a huge nightmare. So they got to figure something out. So no matter what they do, it's going to be a problem. So I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, get a transportation secretary that actually understands transportation. Yeah, the head of the FAA understands, used to be a pilot, not saying it needs to be a truck driver, but at least he, you know, get somebody in the industry. Yeah, that might be a start. Just saying. Just might be a nice start. All right, let's get moving on. Oh, yeah, I got to hit stop, don't I? All right, let's find the next article. Wow, this is no good. But we knew this was coming. And, uh... This guy did it to himself, basically. Jury finds truck driver guilty on 27 counts for triggering fiery 28-vehicle pileup that killed four people. All right. This is back in 2019. This is the guy that went flying down the I-70. Basically, his life is over. He's 25 years old. 25-year-old Texas resident, Rogel Lazaro Aguilera Maderos. Oh, some of these names was found guilty on 27 charges, including four counts of vehicular homicide, six counts of first-degree assault, 10 counts of attempted to commit assault in the first-degree extreme indifference, two counts of vehicular assault, reckless, one count of reckless driving, and four counts of careless driving, causing death. Well, that's a lot of stuff. Aguilar had previously been uh, pleaded not guilty to 41 charges, arguing that mechanical failure was to blame for the crash. Sentencing is scheduled for December 13th. The charges were issued as a result of the fatal chain reaction crash that happened and, uh, you know, under the slow traffic in I-70 near Lakewood, Colorado. That was back in April 25th, 2019. I wasn't there, but I drove by like a, a couple days after it happened and it was still a mess. Uh, Aguilera reportedly hit speeds of 85 miles per hour in an area where trucks are limited to 45 miles per hour and lost control of his brakes before crashing into slow traffic. The pileup involved 24 passenger vehicles and four semi-trucks. Yeah, that was a pretty bad deal. Four people died in the crash and six others were injured. Video taken by tourists shows that Aguilera bypassed a runway ramp prior to the fatal crash. Yeah, I gotta wonder why. Did he not know what they were for? He might not have known what they were for. I, don't, I honestly don't know because the worries from in Texas pretty flat. So, I don't know. It's just, the whole thing is sad. Four people lost their lives. A whole bunch of people got hurt. And this guy's life is basically over. So, nobody wins in this. Nobody. All right, let's get moving on.
Well, looks like that's how we got this week. Not too much going on. It's going to be new, the new video up on the TWK Trucking with Kingfish uh, YouTube channel. Check that out. Especially from you're from somewhere else. Yeah, we do it here. Check us out. Look at our equipment. Send me some stuff of yours. I'd love to see it. You know, I find that stuff interesting. Especially the way they decorate some of the trucks in some of the countries. I find that fascinating. Anyway, you can contact me at 414-666-1926. And also you can leave a message at kingfishcafe at gmail.com. Alright, that's all we got for the week. We're signing off. I hope everybody has a great week. Hopefully the weather will be good. And hopefully our Secretary of Transportation will get his head out of his ass and start getting more proactive. Don't forget the guy took a paternity leave for two months back in August. Yeah. It goes to show you how serious they are about this stuff. As for me, I understand that, but... You know... The Secretary of Transportation took two months off for fraternity leave. There's a lot of guys out there right now busting their ass to get their shit figured out. They won't be taking any time off. So, when you say I'm being harsh, you're saying he should have took care of business in the country first. Keep in mind, a lot of people out there are busting their ass and taking care of the country first and not taking their time that they need off. So, who, which one are you defending? People that just taking time off? Or the poor suckers who won't be taking any time off to make sure this mess gets untangled? It's a complicated thing to figure out, isn't it? Alright, that being said, I'm out of here. I'll see you next week. Good weather to all of you. Kingfish out. <laughs>